Hi there. Welcome to The Preventable, the podcast giving you a seat at the table with conversations about the intersection of alcohol, drugs, and mental health in everyday lives. Take a seat and join us. Welcome to The Preventable. With me today is somebody that I have known off and on a little bit, um, and I feel like we have sort of a lot of similar paths. Uh, Laura Storm, she is the co-founder and executive director of Foster Together. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you're here for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think your organization is super cool, and we're gonna dive into that in a minute. Number two, because my work wife, Jenny Armbruster is on your board. Yes. And um, I just, I cannot say enough amazing things about Jenny. I've had the privilege of working alongside her for 15 years and she simultaneously scares me and motivates me and is my biggest champion. So <laughs> I think she'd be awesome to have on the board. Yes, so I'm kind of jealous. Thank you so much for sharing her <laughs> <Yeah>. with us. <laughs> my gosh. And you are a member of Faith Oakville. Mm-hmm which has for the last several years done a really cool stomp out addiction walk and pastors uh the pastors have been on this podcast and are coming back because they're going to do it again awesome yes we're so just grateful for faith's partnership too and we're so glad that they're partnering with you guys also yeah because so faith oakville does this event where they support prevent ed but they're also like really into like the foster care ministry Mm -hmm. right am i saying that properly definitely i mean i would say they're into anything that's gonna help um the members of our church just get out there and serve the community and be jesus in the community right and when we first came to them with this idea for foster together i mean that that was the initial trigger for our organization was just going to our church and saying you know here's this idea can we have some funding to get started and that funding was the beginnings of foster together okay so tell me about this idea did this like happen around like a kitchen table or something like that like tell me about the idea and then like like get into it yeah so there was a group of friends of ours my husband and i were in a small group at church and we've been throwing ideas together you know back and forth for a couple years on how can we serve the community with our kids in a way that's going to help us build relationships with people and not just be a one-off thing. Like we were, we would bake cookies for firefighters or we would serve at Feed My People one day, but we wanted our kids. I volunteered at Feed My People all throughout high school. They're amazing. I love love that place. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, continue. Sorry. So we wanted our kids to have this um, experience of service throughout their lives, Mm -hmm. not just go on one mission trip. And, um, so we, this idea kind of came to us, um, after my husband and I, we stayed with some family in Omaha, Nebraska and my husband's family, um, fosters. So his aunt and uncle and some of his cousins and they had their little foster daughters with them at their house. We were staying with them and our kids got along so well and it was like something clicked Mm. and these kids were no longer a statistic for me anymore this was real. And um, I just was feeling this pull to do something. So I um, brought the idea up to our friends from church. They were all on board. And um, so we started asking our friends for clothes and shoes, just hand-me-downs that they were done with. And um, 
we cleared out some space in our basement. My husband and I were like, you know, we, we were storing all this junk. Why don't we clear out some space for people that actually need um, some things? And so our church gave us the money for the bins to get started. And we made a Facebook page because we at that point did not know a single foster family in St. Louis. And Whoa, we, get out of here. I know. Okay. We so you this, have this like great idea and then you're like, and how? Yes. Whoa. And okay. it was mostly just a leap of faith. It was like, God, you're giving us this idea. We know you're going to help us through it. And so we just we took the, the leap and the community was right there. I mean, the donations were pouring in and um, the Facebook page was how we first started connecting with foster families and just getting the word out that way. And meanwhile, you're just collecting all of this in your basement mm-hmm. okay. and sorting it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was crazy, but but so fun. And our kids were involved helping go through the donations. And it was just what we had been praying for. And so um, we did deliveries out of my home for three and a half years. So foster families would give us a request. You know, they would either call or send us a text and say, I got a placement, a five-year-old boy, a 10-month-old girl. These are the sizes I need. This is the diapers I need. This is the formula. And we would pack it all up and we built this team of volunteers that would do that um, and that would deliver Hmm. to their homes all across St. Louis. And um, it was amazing. It was awesome. But now we are blessed to have a space where families can come and shop for all these things for free. Which is like awesome. Right. And so because I mean, awesome is such like a word that I I don't even I can't think of another word. But so you go from having and I can just imagine what your basement looks like. We've got all these bins and it basically looks like, you know, once upon a child, but in your basement. Uh Right. Uh And so you're driving things all around when people have a placement or when they need, you know, and kids change sizes a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure just because you get a 10 year old in one size, you have them for three months. That doesn't mean they're going to be in the same size. So you're driving things around. And then at some point it just got to be too much or too big, or did your friends have an intervention and say, what are we (laughs) doing? Or was your husband like, we need the basement back? Like, how did you get a space. No, yeah, this was, it had always been, you know, in the back of my mind. Oh, this was a goal. Oh, yeah. Okay. But this was, it was kind of like, well, that probably won't happen. But this is what we would do if we could get to that point. And um, it was another big leap of faith of, okay, we're, we're going to build this board and we're going to um, have some financial accountability here so that we can make this sustainable. And uh, once so we got- So was that when you became a nonprofit or were you a nonprofit still in your basement? Yeah, we were a nonprofit almost right oh, away. Okay, okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. wow. we wanted to be able to give donation receipts. Yeah, 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 and, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah, so, but then when we got to the point where we had the- financial donations to start paying rent, utilities, all these things, um, we took another leap and we ended up getting an amazing space that needed a ton of work. But uh, the community came back through for us there and we had everything donated from flooring to shelves and all the labor to Put it all in. I mean, my parents, my husband, all of our <laughs> friends' husbands laid the flooring and everything. And just it's this beautiful boutique now where, you know, families come in. And I just it, it's amazing to see the looks on their faces when they walk into our store because it's just. And so when you're saying store, like you mean store. So you've got this these foster parents who they have a new foster child or the child needs something. And so rather than 
you know, having to go to a place and sort of rifle through bins or get hand-me-downs dropped off on their doorstep. Nothing against that, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so describe what happens when they go to this boutique in, in Arnold, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what happens when they go to this boutique in, in Arnold, Missouri? Yes. So like Jefferson this, County. Yes. yes. This morning we had walk-in hours and we had people waiting at the door before we opened to come on in. And when they walk in the door, they're greeted by our volunteers at the checkout counter and they are given um, a menu so the kids can see the visuals of all the things that they get to pick out. And um, that menu is mostly there because we have a lot of families that are afraid to take too much. Oh, I can see that totally. And we tell them, we want you to leave with everything you need. Mm -hmm. So... 10 to 12 outfits, three to four pajama sets, two pairs of shoes, new shoes, a pack of new socks, a pack of new underwear, two toys, two books, toiletries, bedding sets, new pillow, everything. And um, I mean, I feel yeah, like they feel like you have Christmas. to come sometime and see. It's just, it's Jenny keeps telling amazing. me that I need to come. The only thing that in my brain I can kind of like, like liken it to is I had the privilege of volunteering for the National Council of Jewish Women. They do like a back to school event where kiddos come through and volunteers are like their personal shopper and they get same thing. Like, and it's one day a year they get books, they get, and I had the privilege of walking with this um, eight year old who got a coat and she had never had her real coat and it still had the tag on yeah and she was like well I don't even know and there was a whole rack full and she ended up choosing this like bright pink leopard one and she just kept looking at herself in the mirror she was so excited and like I I mean she was dancing she was Mm -hmm. so excited because she had never had a brand new coat yeah something that we you know take for granted Mm -hmm. and of course her mom when she came out because they let the parents kind of like take a load off uh-huh. so when the volunteers brought brought the kids back out the parents were always so overwhelmed with joy and gratitude mm-hmm. and the kids were like check me out Aww. you know <laughs> but I can imagine that's how it is at the store yes right yes but you're I, right it is overwhelming um, for a lot of the kids because they you know most kids enter foster care with only the clothes they're wearing mm. you know and they've had all sense of control taken from them they no longer have control over where they sleep what they eat and we want to give them back control over what they wear. And it seems like a small thing. No, but it's so huge, especially yes. for kids, man. Yes. Like, and I mean, for everybody. You want to be able to have your own sense of style. Oh, and, right. Yeah. And it is overwhelming for some kids who have never had a choice mm. over what they wear. I mean, a lot of the kids we have seen, they um, have never had a new pair of shoes and some of them have never worn shoes that actually fit their feet. Oh, my God. And so showing them, here's here's your choices. I mean, so we ha- our volunteers um, are really attentive and intentional about walking them through this experience and giving them as much or as little, you know, guidance as, as they need. Some of the kids are so ready. I was going to say, some are probably like, yes. let me add it. Yes. I want some new shoes. Yes. Because really our main goal there is just to restore dignity. You know, and that means something a little different for each kid. But um, we have been so blessed with these awesome volunteers who that's really why they're there is just to meet each kid where they are at. So I know before we started recording, 
you are being asked a bunch of questions about like, do you take donations? Like, does it have to be gently used? Like, could you walk through that just if if people are wanting to figure out how they can tap in and they can help? Sure. Yeah, we accept all sizes of clothing and shoes that are in season. So right now we're just taking mm. summer clothes. Yeah, because um, otherwise you'd have to store it in your basement. I know. We well, don't want that. Oh no! Does your basement still <laughs> come on over? <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, we also have a storage unit where, okay. but um, that is full too. So we're just trying to keep <laughs> summer clothes right now. Okay. So you take clothes donations in season. Yes, and up to um, adult sizes, but anything that a teenager would wear. So we serve birth to twenty-one years of age. Um, so we need. I mean, we have kids coming that need men's size fourteen shoes. So we accept all sizes of um, clothes and shoes, and then we do only new for toys, bedding, um, toiletries, and socks and underwear. Well, I know that uh, Prevent Ed, we did a, it's not a fundraiser, we gathered socks for Socktober, yes, right? Yes, And um, I, my mom, I love my mom, but you know, I've been working at Prevent Ed for 15 years, and I think sometimes it's still tricky for her to describe to other people what I do right <laughs> because they immediately think that we're in treatment or whatever and so it's it can be a little tricky uh-huh. but I said to her I was like okay I have a challenge for you we are collecting socks and she's like what for you guys I was like no no, no. we're collecting socks for another organization and they and I described the whole thing and she's like oh my friends would love that. Oh. So she like collected like three trash bags full oh. of new socks. They like went to Kohl's or something and oh just bought gosh. a bunch of socks. She said it was like something like tangible. Yes. So I think that that is something that is a great opportunity mm-hmm. for you all that if people want to do something tangible, yes, they could, you know, make a meal kit. Yes, mm-hmm. they could, you know, go to the diaper bank mm-hmm. or whatever, but they could also donate yes and do you accept volunteers to work at the store and i'd Mm -hmm. assume they'd have to be trained yes and we have a volunteer like sign up everything's on our website if people want to go there and what what is the website oh foster-together.org love it and also there you can find a link to our amazon wish list and (sighs) our target registry because there is where we have our most needed items and um we update that every week, so you always know what we need the most. Um, a little birdie has told me that you have been basically doing this as a volunteer, like this entire time. Basically, yes. And your board is working real hard to, you know, make sure that, like, they can keep you and that, um, like, you can continue to grow the organization in whatever way you see fit. Right. But you're a wife and... Mom, I have four kids. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask the trite question of like, how do you do it all? Because I think that's like a joke. But my question is more of like, your family has really gotten involved Mm -hmm. in this as well. And clearly you need family support in Mm -hmm. order to be able to do this. So could you talk a little bit about how your family has really... Sure. Like jumped in. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's true. I couldn't do it without them because, yes, I'm... Not full-time, but 20 to 30 hours a week volunteer. I think that might be a small fib, Laura. 
<laughs> Your boss is listening. Oh. Jenny Jenny will yeah. Oh, well, I, I hear you work a lot. Yes. And we have um, just hired our first employee for an administrative support person. That's a huge deal. Yes. yes. I know that that was something Jenny said. We are going to get her that I person know, to help. I yeah. know. Jenny is amazing. Um, so that's been a huge burden lifted and it's allowed me to, you know, kind of shift my focus and um, put those hours into more of the fundraising. Yeah, and more of the like long term yep. strategic. Yes. The stuff that we don't really want to do, but is necessary to keep it going. Yes, because sure. really, you want to be working at the store. I know. That's why like, I started. Duh. That's yeah. what you want to be doing. You want to be working at the store. But Those babies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my husband. I mean, he's the most patient man. He... Well, he'd have to be if he <laughs> gave up his basement. Yes. <laughs> oh, and he not only like he doesn't just put up with it. He is just so supportive and he's cheering me on every step of the way and um just I mean like I pull up in the parking lot here and I had a text from him you're gonna do great with the podcast you know he's always thinking about what's going on with foster together even though he's working 60 hours a week and you know we have four kids that are all involved in sports and our evenings are crazy um but it's just that thoughtfulness on his end that you know, it's just amazing support, but also anything extra that's needed. You know, like I said, he laid, he helped lay our flooring in the <laughs> store. Um, it's just if I need him to deliver to a family, you know, after work or something like he will never complain. And he's just happy to see this idea and this mission and this ministry grow. Mm. Um and our kids love it too. I mean, my youngest, that's her favorite place to be is at our store. Oh, I can because kids love playing store anyway. Yes. And like this is like reality. Yes. And right? it's the I best store playing because store. everything is free. Yes, I know. Can you imagine? We used to just give it all for free. It's the best. So yeah, my kids help with so much and um they don't get a lot of credit for that either. But yeah, they're always there to do a lot of my um we move a lot of stuff as far as bringing stuff from our house to the store and back I and I think forth. that's called schlepping. Okay. Are they do so, they schlep yes, a lot? They are mm-hmm. master schleppers. Uh, <laughs> so and they know it's all for this cause. And I just keep thinking, you know, that I hope and pray that as adults that service just continues to be a part of their life. It's right. not just a, a one time thing that this is just this is how we live. And well, I think you're planting those seeds, Mama. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. clearly, if they're schlepping and they see Mom and Dad <laughs> doing it and all of your friend group. Because, I mean, from my understanding, as somebody who, you know, has talked to Jenny and really, like, heard the the building of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really like a team sport here. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of your friends are into this and they support sure. the mission. But they also support you yes. because they believe in you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if your kiddos are seeing it, yes. I mean, you're, you're planting the seeds. Yeah. And I mean, my parents are, my my dad is our maintenance man, delivery man, anything Does we need done. <laughs> we need, we need a, a maintenance man oh or a woman, whatever. And my my mom is at the store all the time and packing for families and doing all kinds of stuff. Wow. My husband's parents are involved however they can be. It's it's just amazing to see, you know, how this has built so much momentum and, and brought out the best in so many people. Well, and, and we've talked about the volunteers, which is, I mean, critical. You can't be a nonprofit without volunteers. Mm-hmm. 
And you're also getting attention from mm-hmm. funders, mm-hmm. right? So I know you all got Dana Brown funding, mm-hmm. which is really yes. great. Um, that they're a wonderful funder. Yes. Um, I know that you've gotten some really positive press from the Missouri Athletic Club, yes. and you've got to go to great fancy partnership dinners. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we're one of their ch- three charities for this year, so it's it's amazing. Their Women's Initiative Network is has kind of taken us on and they're coming to volunteer this week and yeah it's it's been awesome to see how far the reach yeah has grown yeah talk to me about this um fundraiser event that you have coming up they're back to school barbecue yeah it's actually just a fun event for oh it's not even a fundraiser no oh okay so it's a way for us to kind of gather not just the foster families but our stakeholders community members people who have been following us on facebook for so long to just come together Mm -hmm. and um we're gonna have a barbecue at crestwood park on august 6th and we're gonna have cotton candy and face painting and um just some fun stuff like that, along with free school supplies for kids in foster care. Mm. And our registration is up now on our website. Um, you don't have to register unless you're going to be getting the school supplies. So anyone can just show up on that day. Um, and we have, a, you know, people in the community are donating school supplies. Um, so we're able to give those out. On wow. That day. So I know that, you know, when... So St. Louis has a lot of nonprofits, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so, I mean, a lot. I don't think people know just how many we have. We're very unique in yes. that situation. It's and wonderful. But it's wonderful. But there is, there's a lot. It's very saturated. Which means there's there can be some competition mm-hmm. and so with funding and things like that. And so when you're looking to create a nonprofit or do the thing, whatever the thing is, it's important for you to reflect on, like, what makes us unique, what is the thing that differentiates us mm-hmm. from everybody else? And it doesn't mean we're better mm-hmm. or worse. It just means, like, what's our widget? Mm-hmm. What is the thing that we sell that no one else can sell, mm-hmm. so to speak? So for you, you are really the only gig in town that is doing it like this. Yes. Yeah, we're, we are the only ones that have um, all of our clothes are hung just like you would find in a store. So um, we we just really want it to be a pleasant experience for the kids when they're shopping. So everything is beautifully displayed and hung. And then we are also the only foster resource that delivers to the homes of the foster families. That never went away when we moved into our store. I was just going to ask about transportation because mm-hmm. Arnold, for some people, is like, next door and then other people are like where's Arnold yes but you deliver yes so for new placements you know someone like yesterday newborn baby oh my god yesterday evening okay so they get to hop onto our website fill out a form tell us exactly what they need make a list everything you need our volunteers are at the store some most of the time same day pack all those things for them we send out a text to our delivery team. We have 37 people on our delivery team, and they all tell us which area in St. Louis they would like to deliver yeah, to. Yeah, like their radius yes. or whatever. Okay. So we um, deliver to St. Charles County, St. Louis City, St. Louis County, Jefferson County. And um, so we send out a message to our delivery team, and they pick it up, get it delivered, usually next day. 
Um, and that has, we've got, the feedback on that is incredible because now, I mean, everyone's used to grocery delivery and DoorDash and, you know, we want to do, you know, our target pickups and things. And so we want to make it convenient for them. Well, yeah, that and hi, um, you get a newborn baby, like you need stuff, you need stuff now, like you're going a million miles an hour. The last thing you probably are thinking about is like getting in a car and mm-hmm. going somewhere. I mean, for sure. That there's no yes. And I know some foster families like this is what they do, right? Mm-hmm. So they're prepared and they're mentally prepared and but not everybody is. No. And even those older kids, that that is like critical bonding time yes, that first that 24 hours. Yes, that attachment is very yes. important. So if you're spending that time putting the kids in the car, bringing them to different stores, and running those errands, that you're missing out on that bonding time, and we want to give that back. Um, and we've heard from a lot of foster families that said that when they got the call from the caseworker um, to accept a child or a sibling set, that their first thought was, I can't do it. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. But right. next thought, well, foster together will bring it all to me. So, yes. I mean, that is, that's why we're here, because that child now went from sleeping in an office tonight to being welcomed into a home, and that foster family has the confidence in us that we'll deliver everything that they need. I just got the goosebumps. <laughs> so how do, so do places like Angels, Angels Arms and Foster and Adoptive Care, do they refer a family to you? Is it like part of the like welcome packet, so to speak? Like not really, but you know yeah. what I mean, where it's like, so this is happening. Here are some resources at your disposal. Yes, yes. And we have um, caseworkers like from the coalition that will just come to our store with all of the paperwork for all their kids oh. and just shop for like 12 kids at once. Whoa. And then they get to be the loved one who gets to come to the house kind of yeah 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 who gets to come to the house and bring all this stuff to this family and we love letting them have that role because well uh, i mean we have several um caseworkers and children's division folks who now work at prevent ed and you know that's a tough job Mm -hmm. and very rarely do they get to be like the good guy yes so to allow them that opportunity is i'm sure soul nourishing yes for them as well yes for that relationship with the foster parents mm-hmm. and and the kids so we love when they do that um and yeah and angels arms family families come to us and angels arms is really great about sharing their resources with us too mm-hmm. so they'll call and say we just got this huge donation of backpacks can you guys cool. use some and um, they're, they're great. Yeah. So it's it's beautiful. So now that you have like all this spare time to focus on strategery, <laughs> uh, have you thought about what you want the next like three years to to look like? Oh man, that's huge. I mean, I I am a dreamer. Oh, so, okay. So I got to, see. I am not. That's why Jenny okay. and I make such a good team okay. because she's always thinking like five years, ten years ahead, and uh-huh. I'm just like. Can we just like focus on right now, yeah. please? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's how I have a lot of people in my life that yeah, you want to say that's me. But um, I mean, last year we started our car seat program, so mm. we now provide new car seats to families accepting new placements, and um, wow. it's it's amazing because the family submits a request online. We 
order the car seat from Target mm-hmm. and they go to Target that's closest to their house and pick Shut it up within an hour. Up. I know. Really? So if they get a call for a baby that needs to be picked up from the hospital, they just ask us, then they go to Target on the way to the hospital and get the seat. Um, so that is a really great Whoa. way that we're helping families to accept those new placements too. And um, we've got I mean, the feedback on it has been awesome. So, well, duh. Next, that sounds amazing. Next, yeah. Next steps would be then expand that to pack and plays, you know, and mm. and make, you know, if, if we can't get them a crib right away, then we can still have a safe place for baby to sleep tonight and um, to help open up. And, and plus, there's a lot of kinship families, you know, that are related to the child but are not prepared at yeah, all. Right. And um, maybe you don't have an extra bedroom or the space. So a pack and play is really going to be the way to have that child be with family. Um, So that that's on my list. Um, And then we also have some educational events that we've started. So we have recruitment nights for people who are interested in fostering. Mm. We have a space in our store. Um, We have a one of our board members is a ambassador with children's division for the state of missouri awesome she's incredible she leads these recruitment nights and and then we get to serve these families when they get their first placement right and then the relationship is built with the family from like day one it's awesome so we've expanded that to educational events for show me healthy kids which is the healthcare provider for kids in foster care just to get the word out about some of the resources available to foster families so expanding that um I mean, a bigger space would always be nice. You can never have enough space. Um, so that we... I, it sounds like you'd fill it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm and just Especially <laughs> for those teenagers, because there's not oh, a lot of resources for teenagers right. in care. And I see some of them come in and they'll look through our clothes. And we, we don't have a lot of space for each size. So having bigger selection for them would be awesome. I mean, my rule is if I would wear it, then it doesn't get hung. Because no teenager is going to wear what I wear. <laughs> but the range in <laughs> That's styles. That's amazing, actually. Yes. <laughs> the range in styles is just like just like for adults. You know, yeah. they need more choices. And so having more space for that um, would be huge. And having more space for, you know, teenagers to maybe even come in and help volunteer. And volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Build some relationships with kids that are like them and going through similar things. So. Whoa. There's just a few. Just, just a few. Ideas. Just a few that you rattled <laughs> off the top of your head. Right. Wow. Um, I'm like kind of speechless because I just, I think that you are a hidden gem for people like myself. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't really have any, uh, I don't have foster children. Mm-hmm. I'm not a foster parent. I don't know anyone really, but I know right. parents who do foster mm-hmm. and I know kiddos who are in the foster care system but it's like yeah of course this would be a needed thing and of course like who doesn't like having something like brand new and like Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. especially if that's not something you're used to yeah I mean and that's what makes it feel like home Mm -hmm. or at least a little more comfortable yeah when everything else is so uncomfortable yep Definitely. Yeah. And and it's been great to be able to be that middleman between people in the community like you that maybe aren't don't have a connection with foster care, but 
still care yeah, about these kids. Yeah, and I can like still help yes. do something tangible like we talked about. Yes. And then these families that need support, you know, we just kind of get to be the middleman that gets to communicate what the needs are and then pass those along to the foster families. Wow. Well, I know why Jenny always brags about you, and I know why she gives of her time to the board, because it's truly, truly remarkable, and I'm just really, really grateful for the service that you're providing. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for like letting us share today. Yeah, no, this is awesome. So again, give the website one more time. Foster-together.org. All right. If you like uh, what you're hearing, if you want to learn more about uh, Laura's organization, um, or if you just want to learn more about some of these other hidden gems of nonprofits, <laughs> please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing to The Preventable. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for joining us at The Preventable, brought to you ad-free by Prevent Ed. Prevent Ed works to reduce or prevent the harms of alcohol and other drug use through education, intervention, and advocacy. Please visit their website at prevented.org. Like what you heard? Rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date with what we are serving on The Preventable.